0: Welcome to the Homeschool Sanity Show, your weekly prescription for happier, healthier homeschool living. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. Hey, homeschoolers. I can't wait to share my interview with my husband of 25 years in which we share secrets for a successful homeschool marriage. But first, I would love to have you follow my Facebook page. You can find me at Facebook.com slash six. All this month, I will be bringing you reviews and giveaways from the show's sponsor, Apologia. If it's been a while since you visited Apologia's website or looked through a catalog, you'll be pleasantly surprised to see that they are more than just science curriculum the resources they make available to Christian homeschooling families can make all the difference in your confidence and joy in homeschooling as they have for me. Visit them at Apologia.com. The teaching tip of the week is to choose a homeschool planner. I've tried nearly every digital planner out there, and surprisingly enough, as a tech lover... I haven't been able to make them work. I love Apologia's Ultimate Homeschool Planner for Teachers by Deborah Bell. The flexibility of the layout is huge. You can plan your way. The encouragement to review your homeschool week is also so important. Without that time to stop and record your wins, you'll be convinced that you haven't accomplished anything I'm also in love with the battle plan section. I'm privileged to have Deborah Bell join me for a Facebook Live interview on June eighth, two 2017 at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, 2 Mountain, 1 Pacific. I'll get her best tips for homeschool planning, and I'll give you an inside look at Apologia's teacher and student planners. If you join me live, you can ask Deborah your burning planning questions. If you can't make the live interview, check the show notes for the replay at homeschoolsanity.com slash secrets. You'll have a chance to win a planner and you'll get an exclusive discount on them. Now for this week's topic. Marriage Secrets for a Successful Homeschooling Marriage. I did an interview on marriage in the past, which you can find in the show notes, but I have never interviewed someone I consider to be a foremost expert on marriage my husband, Mark. Mark is my hero, and I'm so proud to introduce you to him. Before I start the interview, though, I want to share something with my single listeners. Or those who are married to someone who doesn't help with homeschooling. Next week's episode is just for you. I hope you'll join me. Welcome to my husband, my favorite guest of all the guests that I've had, and the only guest who has joined me in my bedroom closet to record, right?
1: Yes, wow. Wow.
0: (laughs) It's impressive, this studio.
1: It really is. I recall putting up all these uh, shelving here at one point. That was an interesting time in the closet, remember? No. You don't? No.
0: I thought the, that the shelving was all here when we moved in.
1: We had to do some repair
0: work, though. We had to do some repair work. That is true. Yes. All right. Well, let's not begin by talking about our bedroom closet, but... Will you tell my listeners more about you? Because I know that they're interested in learning more about you.
1: All right. Sure. Well, I uh, I met Melanie uh, at Mizzou, which is where I went to college, uh, but she was in college and I was already down there working. I'd been out of college for about eight and a half years and I've been uh, selling uh, school library books for uh, 35 years. So when I was down in Columbia, Melanie was uh, down there uh, as a student, and that's where we first met. Um, Besides uh, being a a library book salesman, I've been uh, very involved my whole life in uh, all kinds of athletics. Primarily, I uh, was a wrestler in high school, and I was a uh, martial artist almost my entire life and uh, now I, I play a lot of golf and a lot of tennis so I like to stay very active and uh, that's one of the things one of the things I like about Melanie she's very active as well.
0: Oh that's very nice. When I first told you that I was thinking about homeschooling what did you think what were your thoughts about it?
1: Well, my uh, my sister-in-law was already homeschooling uh, their child, so it was a total alien uh, idea to me. And uh, the fact that uh, Melanie was interested in something, that meant I needed to uh, probably take it pretty seriously because she usually would do what she wants to do uh, when she sets her mind to it. And the other thing was, I wasn't too alarmed by it because I knew that Melanie would be an amazing teacher. I always knew that about her. That's part of her personality. She likes to teach. So uh, I was pretty open to it. I said, well, that's just, uh you know, give me more information because that's all I really need was more information. And she did come up with more information and of course was very persuasive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And what do you think about it now? 17 years later, that's how long we've been
1: Oh, I can't imagine not doing it. It was such a good uh, experience, still is. The kids love it. Um, I love it because I work from home, and I've always had plenty of opportunity to be with my kids um, a lot. When I'm not out traveling or making sales calls, I'm at home a lot. So I see the kids every day. And then when they're uh, done homeschooling, when they're younger, it was every day we'd go out and play, uh, usually at 3 o'clock. So it was super fun.
0: Oh, that's so neat. I know it has been a real blessing to our family. But for this episode, we are talking specifically about marriage. So I want to hear from you, your perspective. What are some things that you think have allowed us to stay married for 25 years?
1: Hmm. Well, then I guess I won't take all the credit on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that it's, uh, number one, that we're really good friends. We're the best friends. And that's, uh, that's super important. Uh, we, uh, communicate all the time. Sometimes, uh, it's really good communication. Other times we might not be happy with each other, but we never fail to let the other person know. And therefore, uh, it doesn't build up. Uh, we have little, many, many uh, fights, but not too many major fights. And uh, I think it's important that uh, you're good communicators. And I think that's where Melanie really helps me a lot. as she's a master communicator.
0: Oh, that's super <laughs> sweet. <laughs> uh, well, that, that is so good. Um, one of the things that people ask me about a lot, uh, with respect to marriage or family is that communication aspect. And one of the things that I really emphasize is that it is critical not to be in denial in your marriage or in your family. But if there is a problem, if there is something that is bothering you, it's just so critical to admit it and talk it through. Mm. It really is. It is scary to admit to a problem, but it's even more Mm. frightening to deny that there's a problem and just to Mm -hmm. let things go, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Whenever I've done something wrong and I uh, don't admit it, later on I just have a lot of guilt about it anyway. So uh, it's actually you feel a little better at the end, but it does take a little pain to admit that you made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I've been there uh, a few times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's hard for everyone to admit that. I don't like to admit when I've done something wrong either. Okay, so let's talk about personality. We have very similar personalities, don't we?
1: We do. We're both very outgoing, and I and, uh, like to be around people. hmm
0: But we also have some differences, and those differences really caused a lot of stress um, in our marriage at first until I really learned about the personalities, and I used the typology that was popularized by Florence Lidauer and I have shared what I've learned with Mark a lot. And what is your primary personality type? Do you remember?
1: Yeah. The lion the controlling.
0: Oh, okay. You're going to use the animal typology. Okay. So I was thinking of like the powerful choleric. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's very similar, right? Mm-hmm. The lion and the powerful choleric. Okay. And so for many, many years, When you felt out of control and then you were taking steps to regain control, Mm -hmm. usually of me. Yeah, (laughs) right. Or of the kids or whatever, I just thought you were trying to make me miserable. I didn't understand that you were feeling that anxiety of being out of control and you were simply trying to help yourself feel better, more at peace. And what's my primary personality type? Do you remember? Yeah,
1: popular that? sanguine. Yeah.
0: And and how do you see that playing out with me?
1: Um well, let's see, uh I'd say that uh, what happens when you're popular sanguine, you put everything else uh to the back burner and you just wanna do what's fun <laughs> right then and you're a very common kind of pulsar like that where I'd be uh, always wanting to uh have things more organized, maybe. And uh, basically, when I get frustrated, I just would get a little bit more. I get mad. Mm -hmm. And I would kind of lash out and say things uh, that would hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that usually backfired on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep,
0: yep. So you have learned, though, how to work with my personality. You understand that I don't take criticism well, especially, right? Right. You know, I'm am feeling like okay. I, you know, I need that affirmation. Yeah, from I used
1: you. to uh, always tell you you're being too sensitive, which uh, <laughs> I felt that way deep inside my soul. Yet, that never really seemed to get thing, make things better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. It is very true. I wanted to at this point talk about what we heard at the first marriage conference that we went to. This was before we had kids. Mm-hmm early in our marriage, we actually had had a big argument on the way to the marriage conference. I don't know if you remember that. I remember
1: what it was about. I remember it was uh, something.
0: Oh, I don't remember what it was about either. (laughs) So does that tell you anything? And what did they tell us to say to each other?
1: You are not my enemy.
0: You are not my enemy. And I have thought of that so many times over the years because... I think we do have an enemy, and he tries to convince us that it's really our partner who mm-hmm. is our enemy, and it's not, right?
1: Right, that's good.
0: When you, when you learn your partner's personality, and you can start to respond to that personality, it just makes all the difference in, in not thinking of them as your enemy. The other thing I wanted to ask you about was love languages, we know what one another's love languages are. So what's yours?
1: Mine is acts of service.
0: Acts of service. And what's mine?
1: Yours is wanting to hear compliments, which is called... Uh, meaningful words. Meaningful words. right. That's right. right. I know that.
0: Yeah, it's just the labels, right? Mm-hmm. So what do we tend to do? Because we have those love languages.
1: Well, you naturally would tend to think the other person's love language would be similar to yours. <laughs> so when I do things like cleaning up the house for you or uh, even yard work, <laughs> 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 I think I've done a great deed. But in fact, then later on I find out that uh, you have seemed to not have taken that into account Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I did nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because I haven't complimented you.
0: Right. And so I'm constantly complimenting you, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) And you're thinking, why isn't dinner made? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, but we have improved
1: over the years on
0: that. You have grown so much in giving me... Those words of affirmation, they just mean the world to me, and I recognize Mm -hmm. that there are things that I need to do in our relationship to make you feel loved, Mm -hmm. and I'm a lot more willing to do them because I understand that that's just a need that you have. Okay, well, let's talk about what are some things that a new homeschooling dad can do to keep his marriage strong?
1: Well, I think a homeschooling dad's got a lot of responsibility to help his wife to be a great homeschooler. I think that the homeschooling mom is uh, under a lot of pressure and makes sure that she's doing a, a really good job. Not only from the husband, but maybe from family and relatives, and um, just the insecurity of not knowing if they're doing as good of a job as the schools could be doing because they know they're being evaluated by a lot of people, so I would uh you know give them a lot of compliments, uh, ask a lot of questions, uh, maybe uh, be their sounding board, so they can ask you know uh, what do you think and I think that also gets the uh, the, the father involved. Because he's, you know, he needs to know what's going on. Otherwise, he's going to feel like, uh, you know, this is just like a test and this may not work out. And it would be kind of humiliating for everybody if you, if it didn't work. So I think the uh, husband also needs to uh, give his wife a break at the end of the day. It's easy for me because I was, I'm home already often and I would be able to take the kids outside. Or play with them in the basement. We did tons of playtime. I consider myself the PE instructor <laughs> in our home, and it was a total, total blessing for everybody. I loved it.
0: Hmm. It it has been a real blessing. And I'm just so thankful that you have always been willing to kind of take over. I pass the baton to you at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Okay. So now. What advice do you have to homeschooling moms to help keep their marriage strong?
1: Uh, I would say that you still have to be sure that you pay attention to the husband and give him uh, plenty of time and, you know, visit with him and, uh, you know, just give him uh, the same amount of time you would otherwise if you weren't a homeschool mom because, you know, they have the same needs they always had before to to be close um, you know, emotionally and physically with their with their uh, spouse. So, you, you never you know, be uh, say I'm just too tired uh, from school because that's going to lead them to think that this school thing is uh it's causing them um, uh, less happy marriage too.
0: Mm. Boy, that is so good. <laughs> that was really really excellent. I never really thought of it that way. I don't think you've ever. You must not have ever really felt that way. Like homeschooling was robbing our marriage of intimacy.
1: No, it didn't. Well,
0: that's good, but I never thought of it that way, that a husband might think, you know, this homeschooling thing is for the birds (laughs) if it's going to get in the way of us having that time Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. um, and just energy for one another. Something else that has really kept our marriage strong over the years, I think, is just having time both Alone, together, and also separately. Can you talk about how we've handled that over the years?
1: Uh, well, separately has never been a problem because I've always uh, played a lot of golf and tennis. I've always had, you know, a lot of things I like to do. Um, just to. Keep my same interests going when I was younger. I never wanted to have to sacrifice all that, but um, I think as far as being together, we always made a a committed effort to uh, to do things together, especially going out for watching movies. We always like to do that, and uh, and for dinner. Um, And I don't know. We just uh, like to you know be around each other. Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah, and now we have a shared interest, a shared hobby in pickleball.
1: Yes, yes. Pickleball is pretty fun. Everybody seems to like that. We have a big group of people that play pickleball every Friday night during the, during the uh, at least the uh, winter months, not mm-hmm. the uh, summer months. But it's a fun sport. And uh, the, the gals as well as the guys, we play together.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh? If you have not tried pickleball, I highly encourage you to give it a try. It's not an expensive hobby or, or sport to participate mm-hmm. in. And your local community center or gym may have um, mm-hmm. some playing time available, and it's so much fun to play as couples. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to play tennis together, learn. You can, right? you can, learn, it. You can
1: <laughs> learn it pretty fast.
0: You really, really can. Well, I have told the homeschoolers who I've had the occasion to speak with in person how much... I think of you and how responsible I think you are for me being able to do this podcast for me being able to write in addition to homeschooling. And one of the other things that I just want to end with in this interview is um, my encouragement to homeschooling moms to allow your husband to be your, your coach, your booking agent. (laughs) Um, You have on occasion, not frequently, but on occasion, you have said no to a speaking engagement that I have been invited to. You have also been one to very helpfully say, you just had a baby two weeks ago. There is no reason for you to be making a meal for a new mom. (laughs) Do you
1: remember that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I do.
0: So you protect me and my time and I think too few homeschooling moms allow their husbands to fill that role and I'm just so appreciative that you have filled that role in my life in addition to being a wonderful <laughs> friend.
1: Oh, thank you, sweetie. Well, I, uh, I just love you so much and I just want the best for you.
0: Well, that is wonderful and that is really our prayer that every homeschooling family would have a strong marriage. That is the foundation for your homeschooling family. If your marriage falls apart, your homeschool has a very difficult chance of surviving. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: I'm happy to be here
0: <laughs> that is in the great. closet. <laughs> <laughs> in the closet. Well, this was wonderful. Uh, maybe we will do this again sometime.
1: <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Nice to be here.
0: I am so impressed by my husband's first podcast interview, aren't you? I wanted to share something with you that he said when it was over. He said, I wish everyone could be home with their kids like I am. I agree. We recognize that most families do not have both spouses home as much as we are. We have friends who are both working long and crazy hours. But we still believe the principles we discussed make a difference. One thing we didn't touch on is the role our faith plays in our marriage. We attend church together, pray together, and attend Bible studies together. We could not have survived 25 years of marriage without the Lord's help. Today's action steps are Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash six. Join me for my interview on Facebook with Deborah Bell on homeschool planning on June 8th at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, 2 Mountain, 1 Pacific. Check the show notes for the replay and an exclusive discount if you can't join us live at homeschoolsanity.com slash marriage secrets. Then consider one of the areas we discussed to focus on. Have your spouse listen to the episode with you so you can talk about it. Read one of the books I'm linking for you to help you learn more about personality, love languages, physical intimacy, or communication. Marriages can always improve incrementally. They're never just good or bad. Thanks so much to Apologia for sponsoring this podcast. Check out the excellent materials they offer to help Christian homeschooling families at Apologia.com. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me for the Homeschool Sanity Show. This has been a production of the Ultimate
1: Homeschool Radio Network.